1: Happy New Year's! <gasps> Thank you. Uh, yeah, was, uh,
0: new Year's? New, year. new Year's with an apostrophe? New Year's. New, new
1: Year's. Many everybody's New year's. year's. Now, you could listen to this when it's not a New Year, but it could also just be fun if you celebrate, I don't know, your year could start in April and you could just be like, yeah. Happy
0: New Year for to me, you.
1: It's just April is my if new year. If you're
0: listening to this in April, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs>
1: I'm glad the year starts for you in April. You're weird. and We love you for that. That's great.
0: Also just, you could come back to this episode. If you need a hard reset in life, yeah. this is the episode to come back to and just pretend and yeah. just be like, you know what? Start over. Yeah. Redo. Yeah. Could have done that a couple of times
1: last year did it Hard a couple reset. times did it a couple times last year <laughs> uh do you want to recap the holidays the holiday season do you want to get just into this? just for everybody to like just think about their holiday season we made one big you... change this year wait, 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 wait. we did not take down that's christmas right. decorations like 2 days after christmas which yeah. i really normally like to do
0: that's how you know this year was bad yeah
1: i i was looking at our christmas tree the day the morning we were supposed to take the decorations yeah. down which was the 27th. And did it
0: give you stress or did it give you joy
1: no 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 i was looking at it and i was like nah. you know what nah. 2020 I'm leaving these up for another week, and that's normally not my mo. But I'm just going to soak it in because who cares?
0: Way to stick it to, I mean, whatever sentient being created us.
1: Organization man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take that. You take that. Christmas. These these boxes. What's up? Are driving me nuts. Oh, stop There's it. There's a lot of decoration ornament boxes. We, I mean, okay. it's like three boxes. This is boxes. an opportunity for growth. Okay.
0: Where you look at the boxes and you go, I'm okay. I'm safe. I, yeah. ca- I can do this. Right. Or me?
1: I look at them and I go, <laughs> get in your places. Better,
0: you better get in a closet, you Get clear.
1: Back in the closet. Okay. All right. Well, we had uh, we had a great holiday season. Thank we you so celebrate... much
0: for asking. <laughs> Thank you, listener, yeah. for asking. Yeah. We celebrate Christmas in a secular sense. Okay. And... Do you why did you say like that? <laughs> I
1: just that was additional information I wasn't expecting you to say. Well,
0: because I was sharing with people, you don't want to first of all assume that everyone celebrates Christmas because they don't.
1: Right. And second yeah, of all, I knew that.
0: I was te- I was DMing with someone and I said Merry Christmas and then I caught myself and I was like, "Oh, sorry, or whatever you celebrate. Like yeah. happy merry celebrations." I think. Happy I holidays.
1: I just say happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. And they were
0: like, "Yeah, I we aren't Christians, so we like merry celebrations or something like that. And I was like, Oh, I guess I need to specify. We're also not Christians, but we celebrate Christmas.
1: Yeah. I think we all just need to cool it. And just like, (laughs) if you just want to say Merry Christmas, stop. Like there's like some things we're so PC about as a culture. And I get it. I want to be very politically correct in things that matter. And I want to identify and recognize people's genders. And I want to like, you know, color and race and like all this stuff is very important. But just Christmas, like, let's just, if you want to say Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? Well, but okay, I'm, saying, but I'm
0: just, can I play as a devil's advocate?
1: You can, but hold on one second. You also know that every time I write like Merry Christmas in yeah. publicly, I'm always like, Happy Holidays. Like, yes. I don't just say Merry Christmas, but yeah. I'm just saying for like us and like, you know, in conversations with people, I feel like you try so hard on so many things. It's like, this one's like, hey, it's okay if you say Merry Christmas. I mean, you
0: know? sure, but my devil's advocate is like, but it's not that hard to just. Take a second to be like, oh, not everyone celebrates Christmas.
1: Right, which is why I say happy holidays. I
0: know, but it's very weird that you're saying I care about this and then also we shouldn't care about this.
1: Yeah, because I just think that is where we are. (laughs) So
0: you're pissed at yourself (laughs) for caring too much.
1: I'm pissed at all of us. Just all of us. Just all of us. Let's just all do better. Hey, guys. Can you do better? Us included. Can we do better? I just would like us to do better.
0: This took an interesting turn <laughs> where it started as like cynical you who was just like, oh, like, yeah. oh, so PC. And then at the end you were like, you know what? Do better. Let's just
1: do be better. Let's just all do like, better. You know what? You know what? Yeah.
0: What? Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. Okay.
1: You know what? Next year, I'm just not saying anything to anybody all December. <laughs> I'm just, just going to be quiet and be like, I hope you had a great. And just like.
0: I do think this is like a very interesting thing about our society though, where about all of those things that you mentioned, like. You know the evolution on just recognizing gender and gender fluidity, also recognizing very real race issues that have existed for a long, long time. But I feel like people always go back to this whole like political correctness thing, like oh, and like they act like it's such a tax on their on their lives in order to just be considerate of other people. And it's like it's not that hard.
1: It's really not that hard. And really,
0: I think where it comes from is just everyone is afraid to say the wrong thing. Yeah, that's where it comes from. It's an insecurity. Of, like, oh, my God, this is such a, like, hard thing for me to keep in my my mind because I'm afraid I'm going to step on a landmine and I'm be a horrible person. And it's, like, once you recognize that it's really just coming from a place of your own need to be a good person and insecurity and get over that and just say, like, I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah. I'm going to screw up.
1: And but I like, am going to screw up.
0: But I just – I never try to be that person who's, like, oh, my God, this is so – like, can we – like, can we
1: all just agree oh. like everyone can just say Merry Christmas that was not my point my point was just like
0: yeah you've really you've really had an evolution yeah it's
1: just such a it's such do a you take it moment. back I take everything back <laughs> Yeah.
0: What about all your Christmas presents? Do you take those back?
1: I take no everything back, <laughs> all the way in life. This is a Christopher Nolan podcast episode. Oh <laughs> uh, I'm very I just was listening to my favorite podcast, which is I Hate It But I Love It. Yeah. And it's these two ladies who they are in the movie and TV industry. They're writers and they're really funny. They're really witty. And they're basically they're just they hate tenant. And and I'm listening to it, and they're very critical. And I, you know, I'm going on a little tangent here, but it's fine. I love it. And I'm listening to him, and I'm like, you know what though? They're making so many good points about so many Christopher Nolan movies. Like one of our biggest criticisms of every Christopher Nolan movie is you basically have to watch it with subtitles, and he does it on purpose. Like. His Wait, thing, why? Because he wants the sound like it's movie quality sound.
0: Oh, but you can't hear the dialogue.
1: And at home, our TVs, our sound bars, like are, they're not made for that. Like right. They do not send dialogue out well it's enough. It's like a
0: it's a it's a situation where you're putting your artistic expression over the.
1: Absolutely, it's it's like. You, is, you I mean that's you a paint choice. a painting yeah. and then you put the painting in front of like a black curtain and you're like <laughs> yeah but if you could just have X-ray vision of black curtains then you'd be able to understand my art and it's yeah. like yeah but like no one has that just so you know so but just like okay, make it for everybody else but then
0: putting myself in the shoes of the artist yeah I mean isn't really uh, you could argue all day what the point of art is but like why is it less of an important Or why is it less of a recognized, like, desire to make your art about your expression, not the reception?
1: Yeah, but here's the thing about that, which I totally agree. Did I I even say words? Yeah, I think so. But I think it's like... Know who your audience is. that's the majority of people that are going to watch these things. So it's like every Christopher Nolan movie they were talking about this, like, memento, you can hear everything. The dialogue's great. The dialogue makes the movie. The story makes the movie. But then, like, as Nolan's career has progressed, every movie has just gotten more like, I need you to hear the sounds of this movie. <laughs> and but, like, we watched Interstellar recently, and we had to turn on subtitles. We could not hear the dialogue. no,
0: but then you go, interstellar is a work of art
1: it is a work of art but also you could have just made the dialogue easier to hear like that's a that's literally an artistic choice that he made anyway we're getting down a rabbit hole but I, i
0: know but this goes back to the the political correctness conversation where i'm just like okay but like this person puts so much of their heart and soul into making things, and yeah. like, I just, I, I really, this is something I don't like about our human species. Sometimes, is like we just love to shit on stuff. Oh, like, for sure. And I just, and I get it. Like, it's, it's, it's not like I'm saying I'm above the fray on that. Like, I shit on things all the time. I shit, <laughs> I shit everywhere. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. But, Glad I got that explicit one. Like, warning. I complain about things. I criticize things. Like, we all do it. But you do. I do think that we, especially in culture, have this thing where, like, movies or TV, or especially like we all just like.
1: But but I think their point, and this is where I just really agreed with their point, was like he's almost doing it at this place just because he's Christopher Nolan, and he's trying to like right, right, right. And uh, their phrase, which I absolutely love, is he's a time boy. Which just means that like he's so it's infatuated like, with it's time. It's like an F
0: boy. Do you know yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah It's yeah. like an F boy, but it's yeah. time boy. And they're
1: like, oh, he's the best time boy. He's doing all <laughs> the time stuff. He's going backwards. He's going forwards. He loves his time. And it's this great bit that they do, and it it just feels like that with all of his movies. Like he just it. It's just like he's trying to push it so far, which is fine. But and my my uh, point which they brought up, which I'm just saying to you, this is a great. This preample, is great. great. great did preample. you guys come here
0: for this? They did not Or at did all. you not? Just 30
1: seconds. Press the button. Press the button. That's fine. Uh, is accessibility. So like uh-huh. if a movie is not watchable, like you have to do something else on your TV to make a movie watchable, then we're past the point of like, I'm making my art because time is something I want to explain. And you're getting to a place where you're like, yeah, but I can't even hear what they're saying to figure out what you're trying to tell me in the I art. I hear that. Like, that's just yeah, the, like, I hear that. nuance. It's that's, like, that's the little... The, is
0: the art the sound, or is the art the message? And yeah. if you... If the art is the message, then, like, do things... Do the
1: simple things that people want. To Listen, up
0: a... you're talking to somebody who had, struggles a lot to hear things. Yeah, So for I sure. appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, that's enough preamble, because, in, wow. No, we no wait, really... I one last yeah. point. Yeah, it was yeah, just,
0: yeah. I don't know anything about tenant. Nothing about tenant. Not a yeah. single... Like idea, like I thought you it watched
1: was, the trailer. I thought
0: it was Dunkirk. You've seen the if trailer. I'm being honest, <laughs> the something about the yeah. the logo for the movie right. it reminded me of the Dunkirk, feel, and I was like, feel. I was like, oh, it's like a war movie, and you were like, yeah. no. no, it's a time boy movie. <laughs> it's a time- Boy it's movie. a time movie <laughs> I was like oh like a wartime yeah. no yeah. I was like okay and then I the only headline that I've seen is just somewhere across my internet uh, wanderings yeah. that just said like f- there were full like 90 percent of the movie Robert Pattinson didn't know he was in it Robert yeah. Pattinson did not know what was happening in the plot
1: yeah they they said that literally they the actors would show up like they got a very small version of the script yeah and then they would they would get a page. To know for what they were filming that day, and then they weren't given anything else. And that has
0: so, to be so hard.
1: Oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure it's really frustrating too. Because as an actor, you're like, I want to be this character, and
0: yeah, it takes you in and out. Yeah. So anyway, it's basically just like you're in theater if class, guys, like acting out a scene. If you
1: guys have seen Tenant and you love it, please let us know because I'm actually on the train of like I'm not interested in watching this movie because what? just from what they've said, okay, they're like, you're
0: not allowed to shit. You're not allowed to jump on the shit train if you haven't seen the movie. You're not allowed. But I'm
1: not I'm not shit-talking the movie, per se. I'm just saying I'm not interested in watching the movie right now because I've not heard enough that compels me, based on the track record of Time Boy, Christopher Nolan, <laughs> that I'm interested enough to do this. Like, I'm waiting for our friend Caleb to write me back. I asked him this morning after I was listening to the episode, like, is this actually worth watching? Right. Like, it, it, like really, just be honest with me right. because – I got two Not and a half a per- hours I want to spend watching, like, it's lots true. of other things. It's
0: true. And being with your baby, And
1: being with my baby, and, and playing Nintendo Switch. And, like, yeah, all the there's things there's so I'm many done. things to do. All right. We are, uh, like, 12 minutes into this episode. And we need to talk about this important thing that people showed up here for.
0: I know. Guys, we just, we haven't podcasted in, like, two weeks. So we'd lo- we just wanted also, to get we back flipped, into it.
1: we flipped the fart studio around. So the couch yeah. is on the opposite wall, which you guys can't see this is This is a great segue. Like. Yeah. We
0: flipped the fart studio around. If you're a new listener, we uh, record out of my... Alexa, Art
1: what's the name of your Alexa? I'm
0: Alexa. I share this name with lots of amazing people. You asked the wrong question.
1: What's the Thanks question?
0: Alexa, what's the name of this device? Oh, it! The
1: name is Jason's Echo. Boo. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow <You suck> Alexa. <laughs> that was okay first okay. of all really sorry if you were listening to this outside of your headphones and now you're Alexa is saying things. oh yeah. yeah we just did that
0: that
1: sucks uh but it used we used the device was named the fart studio and so it just always made me laugh and she was like my name is the fart studio carol's and I fart just studio is what it said and it was just great and it wow. was because it's what like- a failure that was okay. that would have been so funny Can I just get my thought out Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this room this room was named the fart studio because it's an art studio ha 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 yeah, and jason yeah, 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 yeah. named the
1: because farts are Alexa, funny
0: the fart carol's fart studio so it would say that so anyway that's what he was trying to show you and it didn't work but that's fine
1: must have gotten reset somewhere in time yeah oh time, oh, time boy oh, oh. now are we before it was reset or are we at- oh my
0: gosh that just reminded me of that weekend song star what is it Starboy. Star- boy and the whole time I'm like, why does he keep saying Starbucks? If you're like,
1: <laughs> no, it's Starboy.
0: I'm a Starbucks. And yeah. you're like, no. And no, I'm no, like, it's Starboy. And you're like, oh yeah, it's Starboy. That makes more sense. It's Starboy.
1: It does. It does. So why Starboy. that? Seg- why that segue worked
0: is because New Year, New Me, New Fart Studio. So this is a good segue into our topic of the podcast, which is all about like habit building for just norm normies, normal yeah. people. <laughs> and the reason why I came up with this idea for this episode is because there's a lot of, especially about this time of year, there's a lot of content around resolutions, habit building. It's all very helpful, I think. But a lot of it is coming from this place of like science, which is great. But I'm like, how does this apply to my actual life like i want to know how people real people have improved their habits or what habits they've changed and how they've done it and how they think about it not like don't give me the like habit loop of trigger but like that's great and i and i do think that that's helpful like atomic habits by james clear great book glad it exists but i wanted us to have a conversation about just two normal people who have um you know over time i would say we are self-disciplined people yeah and that is something that we have cultivated because we care deeply about the habits and we recognize their power and we have intentionally tried to like change them or let's
1: go origin story with some time travel. Wow. Time <laughs> boys. We're time boys and girls yeah. and time people. time people. You don't have to be whatever. Yeah. Um, do you think you've always been self-disciplined? No. Oh, interesting. Where do you think well, it started? I
0: think when it comes to, do I think I've always been self-disciplined? I could always implement discipline in like a, an academic context, but that goes back to goes to something that we'll probably talk about later, which is like the external ca- accountability thing. School for me was had such external accountability that it was easy for me to like buckle down and do what I needed to do in school. So that I would be disciplined in that regard. But it's because like the consequences were like somebody would be disappointed or I would get a bad grade or people would judge, you know, all those things. Um, but as far as cultivating habits, good habits in my personal life, things like exercise, things like eating well, things like um, nurturing relationships, things like anything I wanted to prove in my life, it is honestly has been so hard and has been probably one of the biggest challenges of my growing into adulthood is to cultivate that skill and it's taken me like 10 years but I feel like I've finally kind of nailed it honestly
1: yeah yeah what about you yeah and I think for you a a lot of it has been figuring out the process to make those habits work which we'll talk more about Um, I would love to like phone my mom and find out like what she because I think about growing up as a kid and I just railed against all of conventional things I was supposed to do. Right. right. So it was like doing my laundry and like putting it away and doing that. Like I just didn't want to do it because I was told to do it. it right. And I'm thinking about like schoolwork and academics. Like I didn't care at all about getting straight A's because I was supposed to get straight A's. Yeah. But I think I always had this and I think for me, we know this about me, and maybe the listeners know this through previous episodes, but if it was your first episode. I am a little bit of a robot. Like I yeah. am predispositioned to accomplish tasks and to do repetitive tasks and to pick them up easily. Yeah. I'm also, it's very easy for me to stop doing something. Yeah. So like if I, you know, tomorrow we were like, Hey, like let's kick coffee. We're not going to drink coffee. It would be a bummer because I like the ritual of it. I love the habitual nature of what coffee does for me every morning, but I don't think I would have a problem letting go of it because I can just cut cold turkey. You're things so like good that. at that. And, and I, that there, I don't I can't give any credit to that other than I just think I was lucky and born with that. But I do think that comes with, and I would we joke about this often, I do think there's a direct correlation to having that ability, superpower, <laughs> if you will. But then I have the kryptonite of like, I'm not very empathetic.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. And I do
1: think they are related because mm-hmm. a lot of times I just my rational practical brain just doesn't see things like yeah. I just don't even see the opportunity to do something where I'm like oh yeah like it doesn't make sense that that's just yeah. a natural thing to, be able to do I
0: know you know there's I'm not a psychologist I'm not a But you
1: could pretend to be one it's okay, a podcast great. Uh,
0: Dr. Carol oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dr.
1: Dr. Farts is <laughs> Listen, here if Dr.
0: Oz can pretend to be a doctor, then
1: <laughs> is Dr. Oz not a real doctor I
0: mean he's uh, a doctor of something he's a doctor let's not go
1: down that rabbit yeah.
0: hole yeah um but I think that there's something to be said of what you're saying which is because because when I when you say that what I think of is what stands in the way of me cultivating habits a lot of times is my emotions and my ability to tap into my emotions Um, a lot of times like habit building is very hard and so you're doing something that's difficult and I my brain is predisposed to notice how difficult it is and to like almost empathize with myself if that makes sense of like being like oh my gosh like this is hard this is so you know and your brain is like just can shut off that sort of corridor in your brain hallway yeah and you're like well guys we're only doing rational uh, and like robotic things today and so I don't know what the correlation is there in psychology but I do know that just anecdotally that is the way that it kind of works for us however i will say that being in close proximity to you has really helped me with that because well because like i i i see the way that you are able to just do that and there was probably a period of time where like i was really resentful of that because i was just like like it's fine for him to be self-disciplined because it's easy for him yeah and but i think I was like, well, I can either just say that for all of life and not be able to change it or I can look at him and use that as motivation to be like, okay, I can make a choice to just do it. Like I know it sounds overly simple, but if I'm really committing to trying to cultivate a habit and I don't want to, there are going to be days where you don't want to do the thing that you're trying to like be consistent in. I can use a little bit of that Jason robot and just be like, okay, it's okay that it's hard, but I'm going to do it anyway.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where really leaning into finding processes that work for you and like hacking your own habits for lack of a better buzzwordy phrase is the most important part. Like if you really do struggle with some of these like habit building things and you've tried all the things you try this, like then maybe the thing to try is like you have to have a better process.
0: Totally. So And I will reference James Clear in his Atomic Habits books talks about that in terms of you, you know, not setting goals, but setting systems mm-hmm. because the system is what's going to actually help you be consistent. And then eventually, you know, a side effect is the goal that you're going to achieve. But I definitely believe that to be true. And I have a couple of tips here. So we are going to actually have some structure so there's gonna be some helpful
1: and helpful stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So,
0: you know, and we haven't lost everyone yet, but <laughs> so the one tip that I thought of from my own experience is don't try to focus on improving a million habits at one time.
1: Yeah. Even more than two, honestly. Honestly,
0: I fall into this habit a lot because, or fall into this trap a lot because I know there are some people who hate like new year's because they are like, there's too much pressure. It's probably the rebels of the world. Like you who are like, Oh, the world wants me to change right now. I'm going to stay the same for me. I am very emotions driven. And so I love, I'm very feelings driven. I can very easily tap into the energy of things around me. So the new year does bring about an, like this sense of renewal and i like to ride that wave i like to jump on board because i do think it helps propel me into a new year but my problem is like at the end of the year when i start looking towards the next year i'm like i want to be the healthiest i've ever been the most creative i've ever been meditate every day call my mom three times a week like all these like things and if i've learned anything Actually, one thing that has helped me come to this conclusion is Notion because I've been tracking my habits and my, as I call them, life pillars more on a weekly basis. And I've just realized like every week where I set a goal of like, I want to focus on these three things, inevitably it falls by the wayside. But when I say, oh, this week I just want to focus on getting in the art studio every day or whatever, then I'm much more likely to do it. So on a grand scale, I think the same is true. And it's okay to be like, okay, this quarter, I'm going to focus on my health, but maybe the next quarter, then I can work on.
1: Well, yeah, we were talking about this on a walk the other day as you were like, I really like, I want to like figure out like my art thing and like getting back into art and like making that a priority. But I know that for the next 90 days, you really want to make your health and fitness a priority. Yeah. And so I was even just like, hey, give yourself permission just use 90 days to build the habit of health and fitness. And then, and there's no end game of that. I think that's really important too, where oh, it's yeah. like, I'm not trying to be a fitness model by the end of 90 days. Right. What I'm trying to do is cultivate the habit that every day I think, Hey, I should go in our home gym and our garage yep. and just do something for 15 minutes because I want to invest in my health. And so my point to you was in our walk was, Let's knock that one out of the park. Yeah. And by knock it out of the park, I mean, just show up every 90 days so that it builds this into something that you enjoy. And then at the end of that 90 days go, cool, that is ingrained. I am good to go. Yep. I, that is the thing I am, I've figured out, I know how to do. And maybe I don't do it every day, maybe I do it every, whatever it looks like. But now, okay, cool, let's go to art. And what yeah. does that look like? Because it, we, and it's, I think it's the really important thing that all of us have to realize. It's so easy to go, I'm not going to do two things at once. I'm not going to, that's previous me. I'm a time boy at that point. (laughs) And like, I was bad time boy. And this time I'm going to do better. But also I want to make a peanut butter and jelly and work out every single day. It's like, don't do both of those things is a bad example. But I I just think it's really, it's a, a a helpful thing for people who are listening to this, who are normal people like us, where just give yourself permission. Just one new habit is all you need to focus on for however long you want to do that.
0: Yeah, and the thing that you said there that I want to point out is, to me, the whole point of habits is it's like hacking your brain, like you were saying, where once you establish, there's this point... Trying to integrate anything new into your life is so hard because you're, you're there are these well-worn grooves in your brain, these patterns, these autopilot things that you've been doing over and over. And when you introduce like this new thing, it takes so much mental effort to focus on integrating that because it's not a well-worn groove yet. But to me, the thing about habits is when you do something long enough, you start to just over time wear that groove down in your brain that creates that pathway in your brain so that it just feels automatic, right? And like, that's the whole point of what you're trying to do with the habit is I want to bring this thing into my life. I recognize that there is a compounding impact of doing it every day. And the more I do it, it's not the easier it becomes, but it's the more automatic it becomes. So you're like using your brain's ability to create these well-worn grooves to its maximum benefit. So in your example, like you were saying, that's what I'm trying to achieve with my focus for the first 90 days of the year is really on exercise and just making that a habit, which I've never been able to really crack the code on. Yeah. And I, the reason I gave myself 90 days is because I've done like a couple weeks here, a little month challenge here. blah blah. I was like, I need to really focus on the long game here so that I can wear those grooves down very deeply so that now, you know, my hope is that it's not about looking a certain way. It's not about hitting a certain weight. It is none of that. It's on, you know, April, whatever, when the 90 days is over, I want to, my goal is that I wake up that day and My brain goes, time to work out. Yeah. And then the next day. And then the next day. Like, I just have want to create a new habit in my life where exercise is not an afterthought. It is a non-negotiable.
1: And I don't want to stay on the fitness thing for too long, but I do think it's something that so many people want to cultivate as a habit. And to that point, I did this 90-day challenge when I turned 30, which was in 2012 and at that time i was at the most overweight i'd ever been i there's just like this wake-up call and i was like well obviously i'm not getting any younger i just turned 30 and i wanted to get in as good of shape as i could in, in 90 days and so i actually went the really drastic route i went the like changed my diet completely really restrictive I, by the end of it i was working out three times a day yeah in the last like three weeks because i had this like i wanted to be a fitness model well by yeah the end of it. i
0: feel like you were working towards this end result which Absolutely. was i want the abs yep. i want the number on the yep. scale to be as low as possible so i can say i had the most drastic yep. changes possible
1: yeah and then i got to the end of it and i did not want to work out at all yep and it is it's one of those things where oh it's so great to have those photos to look back on but it's not sustainable Right. none of it is sustainable sustainable and you could argue and so many people have in so many other forums that overworking yourself to that point is actually more of a health problem than where you were when you started right and and so now i've gotten to this place where and i think this just comes with age and it comes with experience and it's very hard to say some, you know tell someone who's young but i don't think we have that many young listeners of our podcast anyway
0: that's what
1: you think that's what i think i have no idea we're no, big
0: in the teen the no tweens one, no
1: one really knows
0: between a lot of eight-year-olds listen <laughs>
1: uh but i think it's just so important to realize like, why am I doing this? What is it all for? What is it all for? What is, what is this exercise for? And the exercise is for the longevity. It's yeah. for hopefully fighting off future diseases that could come with not being in, in any reasonable shape. It's for feeling good in my own body and like my clothes fitting the way that I want. But it's not about this like Instagram fitspo like look that is so prevalent in our culture. For what? Like, yeah. I have my life partner. I'm super happy. Hi. I don't have to... No, it's not you. It's someone else. Oh. Come on. Bring her come in. Come on in. <laughs> and here's Paula.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting that her name's Paula. What's her last name? Jarvis?
1: Oh, <laughs> I didn't even get that. <laughs> That's silly. Now I'm picturing Paul with the wig, and it's really cute. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I think that is just a really important part of this. No matter what goal you're setting, just to come back around, uh, is that or whatever habit you're trying to create is whatever the goal is, make sure it's not something that's like a societal external thing. Make sure it's an internal, you're trying to do something so that that thing continues moving forward and it's less difficult for you to do it on a daily basis. Yeah.
0: This is going to sound so strange, but one going back to what is it all for one thing that I've been focusing on for my fitness goal is that, and this is going to sound so weird, but I, going back to our very first question about like, I didn't grow up with a lot of people, actually no people cultivating a fitness habit around me. Yeah, My parents didn't like, nobody had these like health goals that I was seeing as a model of what to do in my life. And so when I became an adult, it was very, very hard. Once I didn't have sports, yeah. it was so hard to, and I'm glad that I found you right at, you know, right after college because you really helped me in that regard, like when we started working out together and everything like that. But I had no model for how to have discipline and and to move your body. And so one of my overarching why, deeper whys for, for doing this challenge or for trying to cultivate this habit in my life is that when we have kids, I want to be able to set for them an example of what discipline looks like to move your body so that they can be healthy for their whole lives and they don't have to work as hard to cultivate that habit like of course it's still going to be hard but like and that's such a far off goal like we're definitely you know years away from having kids but it's something that I think about uh, in terms of it's so deep it's so much deeper than a societal expectation it's like this is a body that I want to be healthy and long and have longevity for as long as possible, and then I also want to give that gift to my kids as well.
1: Yeah, for and, sure. And
0: every time I deepen the habit for myself, I deepen the habit for them as well. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy, but I don't know. It's just something I think about. Um. We so do a little
1: scoochies here. Oh,
0: sco- yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Are you a uh, what? What cushioner? Cushioner. Yeah. Or a. Uh, what was our other option? Is it a cushion or is it a slouch? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Posture. So that was not trying to focus on improving multiple habits at once. So another one is maximize your natural energy cycles and momentum
1: yeah, we for talk, the
0: habit you're trying to cultivate.
1: We talked about this in our uh, Wandering Fleet coaching this a uh, couple months ago with productivity and processes. And this one really resonated with people. They really, our members really appreciated that we talked about. Hey, lean into your own rhythms, lean into your cycles. If you're a lady lean into the things where you feel that, Hey, now's a good time for me to kick up a new habit. Let me do it. Or it's not the time. Let me not force it. And I think for, for so much of, uh, everyday people trying to just be better in their lives. A lot of times we go, oh, well, everyone's doing like, uh," you know, I'm just gonna stick on fitness for a second. Everyone's starting a fitness, so like, I guess I gotta do that. And it's just like, if you waited two weeks, you may even be in a so much better mental place to start but you're forcing it at the wrong time. And then it's going to prolong that habit ever existing for you because it's just at the wrong time. Yeah.
0: I think this is, goes on the macro level. So in terms of like when you do things, um, you know, and like you were talking about your hormone cycle, if you're a person who ovulates, like I'm big into that stuff. Um, big
1: into ovulation.
0: I'm a real big
1: ovulation fan. Just a big big ovulator. You just really like to ovulate.
0: But I am a big believer in working with those rhythms and cycles, but also this is on a micro level. So I was just telling you that for years and years, I've struggled with when what time of day to try and work, work in a workout? Yep. I've tried everything. I've yeah. tried after work. I've tried first thing in the morning. I've tried middle of the day, and I can
1: tell you that first thing in the morning was never going to stick. I know that was the worst <laughs>
0: one. I tried it for like I think I did it for like three days, and I was like really, I was like so excited yeah. about it. I was like oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and that's the classic thing of like well, we'll talk about experimentation in a little bit, but you have to you have to do that to know if it's going to work for you or yep. not. What is working for me right now? that I have discovered and I don't know why it didn't like occur to me is because I was like, when I started those three days of working out first thing in the morning, what I loved about it was that I got it out of the way. It was the first thing it was. So it was just like, so there were no excuses. I had no excuses. Um, whenever I tried it at the end of the day, I had a million excuses. I was like, I need to work on this thing. I need to finish this up. I knew I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. So I liked first thing in the morning, no excuses. I did not like that it was a dreadful experience every time because I am not a morning person forcing myself the first thing before I'm even awake to go into the gym. It made it a place that I did not want to be. So what is working for me right now is I, I wake up, I have my coffee. I wake my brain up. I have a delightful, wonderful experience, which is slowly drinking my coffee. And then I am a, at maximum motivation for my day yeah. right after my coffee. I'm like, I can take on the freaking world. I've done a little bit of journaling. I've done, I've watched something motivating on YouTube. I'm like, I'm looking out the window at our beautiful view and I'm like, I can take on the day. So maximizing that energy, like reservoir and and using that for the habit that I'm trying to cultivate. I mean, it could be fitness or it could be your creative habit, Yeah, doing your creativity right after that, or, you know, calling your parents right after that, or whatever you're trying to integrate into your life. I feel like when you paying attention to when you have the most motivation to do something is smart.
1: Yeah. And even this changed for us, I think a couple of years ago when we were really trying to figure out, I think it was probably around building wandering aimfully in 2018, Where you just had like this never ending list of work to do and it felt super daunting. And it was, you were trying to figure out like, how do I make this work? And I think one time we just sat down we're like, okay, have your morning ritual, have your coffee, have your breakfast, and then put your most difficult task up first Mm -hmm. because you you have a never ending task list anyway, if you work for yourself, but put the most difficult task of the day at first, because it's going to have the maximum amount of energy of focus of productive time that you can do. And we really saw a huge shift for you because it, it, it was like a frazzled, like feeling before that and it was like oh okay now i can just do the difficult thing first Mm -hmm. and maybe i'm not going to finish it completely but then i can transition into some easier work and like your day kind of has this nice bell curve of starts out nice and slow you get to the peak you know probably around like 11 to 1 p.m. And then the rest of the day you just kind of coast and do whatever you want. And I think for whatever you're fitting into the the upward swing of that bell curve is the important thing to take away from this, which is what is that habit that you want to cultivate and when in your day does that make the most sense to fit that in?
0: Totally, which... Kind of segues into the next tip, which is just you have to keep trying. Yeah, You have to keep experimenting with different systems until you find what works for you. I can't tell you how many times – so I always wanted to be someone who had a productivity system because I needed a way to track my tasks. And, like, I just – I always felt disorganized. I always felt like things were falling through the cracks. And so I wanted to cultivate a habit of writing down what I was going to do each day, tracking my tasks so that nothing would fall through the cracks – I can't tell you how many different things I've tried. I have tried Asana. I have yep. tried digital planning. I have tried physical planning. I have tried the list method. I have tried the to-do app. I've tried every app under the sun. And it took all of those experiments to now find Notion, which I absolutely love and have been using for almost five months now. Yep. And I'm it, it's the only thing that has ever stuck. Yep. The only thing. And so I just think that two things there that are really important, experimenting. So we talked about like experimenting with different times of working out, experimenting with different, just trying different things. And then also not giving up like, and not thinking of yourself as a failure. If you haven't allowed this habit to stick, it's just that you haven't found the right system for you. And you just got to keep trying until you find the unlock that is going to, maybe it won't ever be easy, but like I do believe that if if the right pieces line up, you'll stick with it.
1: And it should be easier. Yeah. That's the goal. And the thing that I've watched from kind of afar. A fart? No. Okay. From Jafar. Uh, from, from, from Aladdin. Aladdin is, is each one of these productivity systems, whether it's Asana or whatever, like, it, it's never felt like finally, this thing is helping me. Mm -hmm. And I think for anybody listening to this, if your productivity system is not helping you and you're not seeing it as a benefit, it's like a chore that you have to do. It's basically like you're stacking another habit on top of the habit that you're Mm -hmm. trying to build. So it's making it twice as, as difficult for you. And I just love that you found Notion, you found August Bradley, Marie Poulin, and you've just really invested in figuring this out because I, again, this goes back to like, I'm very fortunate to have this natural thing I just, every day I'm like, okay, what are the things I need to get done today? And I do those things. Mm -hmm. And you know, years ago I, I felt a tinge of probably just too much going on. So I just wrote them all down. And so I'm a very like tangible, physical to-do list thing. And now I just use Google calendar. I just put blocks in my calendar and that's literally my to-do process. And it works really well for me and I have no problems getting things done. But what I will say is that uh, watching you use notion, it's even shown me like, Oh, like this could be just like better. Like it could make my life even just like a little bit easier because then I don't have to like think about these things. Not that it's difficult to, but it just like removes it from Wait a friction. Wait.
0: Are you telling me that I'm inspiring you in your productivity, I, Carol? Am inspiring you, I am Jason. I'm inspired
1: by, by your productivity, ma- uh-huh. but I don't know that I'm inspired to change anything in my productivity processes yet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just being honest. Great.
0: Yeah. Um, just checking in there, yeah, on yeah, what yeah, exactly yeah. was being said yeah, yeah, yeah. into the sands of time, Time Boy. Um, <laughs> one thing that you said there that I picked up on <clears throat> is also later on a, another tip is just about trying to make habit building enjoyable. And yeah. I don't know what the scientific, like I don't know what the James Clear.
1: There's something. There's in there. something in there James, about this, Doctor James. Doctor James, he wrote about this,
0: <laughs> but. I think giving your brain a positive experience of the habit that you're trying to cultivate I think is an important piece of continuing it. So like I think about how for all of last year since the the quarantine, we've been obviously stopped going to the gym, working out at home, and we just had a bunch of – I mean not a bunch of junk because we're we're fairly minimalist, but like we had pieces of furniture that we meant to sell in the garage that we had put in the garage – uh just every it was kind of dingy like everything was just pi- in a pile and I, all I did was I said hey can you put the standing or the what do you call that a full length mirror yeah that we had in our entryway can you bring that into the garage so at least i can have a mirror when i'm doing like workouts or whatever out there so you did that and so there was this full length mirror that was basically in this little like Corridor. Corridor that was the size of a yoga mat that I could work out at. And I didn't even realize, like, obviously I didn't want to go out there. It was just like I'm I'm <laughs> exercising in a freaking, like,
1: garage, garage corridor.
0: corridor with, and like, here's stuff the, stacked up. And here's up. the
1: difference between the, the way the two of us see that. We loved it. I just went there and I was like, this is this the space is, to work out. Yeah. <laughs> My brain was like, you do the workout here. This is all the room that you yeah. have. And that's it. Go back inside. This
0: is why you were a terrible guest for this podcast. It's true. It is very true. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so finally... I said, when I started feeling the urge to make this more of a priority, this is probably in the fall, I said, can we, actually, that's not what it was. I'll tell you what the impetus was my lower back started hurting.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. And
0: I realized, I Googled it, I was like, why is my lower back in so much pain? And I got all these articles about 2020 people working from home so much and sitting so much that people were getting really bad lower back pain. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I've been sitting, I mean, even though we go for walks every day, right. We we do move quite a bit. But like, when you're not,
1: Going anywhere. Going anywhere. When you're not
0: running errands, when you're not, you know, just going outside, you are inevitably going to sit for long periods of time. And so I just said, okay, I can either complain about this or change things. This is the habit building thing, right? Or I can change things. And so we got me a standing desk, which yep. has already been very helpful. And then I... Was... Shout
1: out to the uh, Ikea. Oh, there's no I way. I don't think it's the Bacant. The Bacant is the one that I have.
0: It's the but it's, manual crank. It's the
1: manual crank one. I love it's like it. the perfect size for you for what you need. I'm
0: obsessed with it. I yeah. love it. It's the best $200 we ever spent.
1: Oh, and that I was just going to say, there are so many standing desk options because I know there are some people listening to this who are like, oh, I've heard about standing Dust, Like, should I get one? We would both advocate go for like the cheapest, most well-reviewed one you can. There are so many people who have like the Jarvis. Uh, that's actually one of them. There's like this other one. <laughs> okay. And they're like $2,000. And I'm like, for what? Like, I don't need my desk to transform. Yeah, it doesn't it, need to have memory spots. <laughs> like, just up and down. Is whether it a that's Power Ranger? Motorized Does it- or crank uh so i think yours was 200 and mine was 400 yeah
0: mine's just the hand crank and And, i love it and especially because i leave it up most times i don't even use the hand crank that much um that inspired me also to start doing stretches because that's good for your lower back but i would stretch out there and i was like this is awful i don't like in our garage corridor i don't like this experience and so the day that we went and got the standing desk we, which was
1: our like one outing, by the way, just God. real quick.
0: Do not go to Ikea in a, in a pandemic. Well, here's the I thing. I am so scared. Our
1: plan was, we know, we looked up where it was online.
0: What exactly in, in
1: the warehouse. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. We only have to go in the warehouse. The yeah. warehouse is enormous, right? Yeah. So it's like, we feel comfortable. We're just going to. Get in, get out. We're gonna run, go, dog, go, straight through that thing,
0: guys. Picture me, little anxiety ball. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you can do this. Yeah, you can be wearing
1: there. two masks, two masks.
0: We wore two masks. <laughs> I was like, well, I, we haven't been around people, we are taking this very seriously. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, you can do this. We know exactly what, yeah. then get in, get out. Yeah. I'm acting like I am a Navy SEAL. I'm yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is my yeah, mission. Yeah. I and we walk in, and first of all, I'm already, I already was like, remember, I mom, you I mom, mom stopped, mom me mom in the stopped the you lot. in the parking lot because yeah. you were too close to that person. My <laughs> mom stopped. I how, mean, I grabbed him by the wrist yeah. and made him stop. And how I said, far away was I? Less than six feet. False. You were absolutely false. Anyway, my yeah. mom stopped him, and I was like, "Okay." No, I remember exactly <laughs> what I said. I said, "I know that you're going to want to focus on efficiency right now, but I need you to focus on safety." <laughs>
1: Because our two masks, because everyone else wearing masks, being six to ten feet away you were, you at least. You were
0: walking so fast. I'm like, you need I to focus wanted to on- Because I to get it done. I was like, we need to get clear on our values right now. Our value is safety, not efficiency. should have done a full podcast episode
1: recapping our Ikea trip, which could have been a nice introduction to my Ikea podcast where I put furniture together. Anyway, we
0: about. get in there after the mom stop, and they usher us, and it says warehouse, right? and we follow the sign to the warehouse, and we're ready for our mission. And,
1: and I, I want you to know- my rule breaker tendency. I wanted to go right instead of left well, because I knew that if you go right, that's where the cashiers are, and you can go around them and you get right into the warehouse. Well,
0: we should have done that, but there was a greeter who is looking right at you and being like,
1: "And then an go this soul. way. soul, like you know, she didn't want to be there." And, and
0: before we know it, we're in the f- pillow section and we're in the actual yeah, you're in catacombs. The, yeah, you're in
1: the catacombs and of then, IKEA. Uh,
0: you guys, I have never sped walk through the catacombs yeah. so fast in IKEA. But you then of were course almost running. I was, yeah. and then everyone's in the main area where they yeah. tell you to stay. So I'm juking in between yeah. like
1: frames and cups frames, and lamps, shelves, and-, <laughs> and
0: I'm like, and Jason's just trying to keep up with me, and I'm like, I gotta get to the warehouse stat. <laughs> anyway, that was an and experience. And you stopped
1: at one point, like full. You I can't full. Go full stop, I was like, and I, was I like, need hey, to. Hey, hey. You, you got to get out. <laughs> you live here. This is not where you live. <laughs> you,
0: you like had a full pep talk mid, I can't, you, I like, was like,
1: you can do this. Yeah, you can't, you can't stop you can't, right here. This is
0: not, this is you're not going to teleport out of here no. just by standing in no. this one you spot. You have
1: to keep going. So anybody, I was like,
0: I don't know where to go.
1: We did get the desk. We did get it. So we my fine. point of
0: that was we brought the desk home and then we were going to put my old desk in the garage with the corridor, the stack of furniture. Yeah. And finally I said, oh, I have an idea. Is it possible that we can rearrange these things into a more conducive gym area? Yeah. And before we knew it, we're rearranging furniture and it worked out great because yeah, the we, desks and things in there was actually it was like all the things you need for like a Absolutely. And I think, home gym. I think
1: it's such a great example of if you're stuck trying to make a habit stick, then change the, the environment. environment. Change yes. something, even if it's something simple and I know one of the things I think James talks about in the book is like he really was bad at flossing. And it's because he always put the floss away. Yeah. And he was like, I just started putting the floss out. And so I would see yep. it every day. And as much as I wanted it to be away, I wanted more to floss my teeth. Yep. And so I think that's a really important lesson to learn when you're trying to build a habit. And especially if something is really not sticking, change the environment and try and make it fun. And I think that's the other thing that we really like. I, I was trying to be as supportive as possible about the garage corridor <laughs> and catacombs and just being like, yeah, sure. What do you want? Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm up for whatever. You want to do, let's figure that out and let's make it happen. And we're not going to spend an extravagant amount of money because we just rent anyway. So, like, we need some floor tiles. Do we need, like, some finally order some adjustable dumbbells, which that was a whole rigmarole trying to find those. Still not here yet, but we'll see if they get here next week. Yeah. But, like, that all of those things I think have really helped you to get to this place where you've started this 90 day fitness thing. Yeah. And and it's much easier for you to stick with.
0: Yeah. And that's the whole point of this little section was like, I enjoy being in there now. Yeah. Like there's something to this whole feng shui thing. Like the energy in there is open. The energy is so much better. And now I can fully use that time and that space as actual self-care because it feels nice It it feels not like something I have to do, but a place that I want to go. Yeah. Um. And it's funny you talk about the flossing thing because that was another example that I wanted to share with people is, um, one habit that I wanted to cultivate in 2020 was to finally have a skincare routine. Cause I think I'm getting older and like, I've never cared about just cleansing my skin or keeping it fresh or like whatever. Um, and so I have a very, 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 very simple routine with very, 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 very simple products, but I, was you don't like things on the counter. Yes. And so I was having a hard time being consistent with it if I had to put things away. So then I just stopped putting things away because like you said, I needed to do the routine more, but I knew it really bothered you. And so my compromise was to order the back of the wall or back of the door organization system Yep. from the container store, I think it was. And now I have all of my daily habit things that are, where i can see them but we mostly leave the door to the bathroom open so jason doesn't have to see them on the counter it's wonderful and it's wonderful it's a great solution and i've never been more consistent with my skincare i've never been more consistent with flossing i've never yep. been more consistent with what else is in there oh i use my little uh face massager yeah. which is so good for my anxiety this is
1: just a silly thing what? um do you mouthwash morning and night and have you every single day since we started no okay so here's the difference between the two of us which i absolutely love because i was curious that yeah I have not missed it. I
0: know you haven't. Since the it day really,
1: in like a couple months ago when you were like what hey, pit, yeah. we should we should mouthwash. And I'm like, okay. And literally there's like a, a, a crank like, in I, my I a mouth, in my brain. I mouthwash now. I'm a mouthwash person. Yeah. So like I have not missed it. I once. know.
0: I that just reminded me of a story. So um before I get into this story, it does involve like logging our food so oh, if that's okay. something that yeah. is like i don't know if that would be a trigger for people but well, i do calorie
1: know tracking calorie if yeah. that
0: stuff is um too like triggering for you then just fast forward but for me i have just been logging food keeping a food diary basically yeah. and um I do, we do it in the fitness pal app or whatever, my fitness pal. And so I'm in there and I'm like, this is
1: the past three days. Yes. I'm in there.
0: I'm logging my food (laughs) and I'm only friends with one other fitness pal. He's my fitness pal and it's Jason. And so you get notifications about the other people's activity and it says, Jason has successfully logged his food for 306 days. And that is every day since we started doing it last year. (laughs) Uh, It's almost a year. Yeah. And um, I, just for comparison, we both like started doing it last year at the same time. And I think I probably have logged a total of like 25 days, maybe. Uh That's generous. Yeah. And I get this message that's like, (laughs) Jason has logged 306 consecutive days. And I'm like... What? Yeah, I'm like, like I almost treated it like you had a secret girlfriend. I was like, what? In the hell? I sent you a text and I said, wow, (laughs) you weren't gonna tell me that you just been secretly tracking your food
1: consistently
0: Uh, for 300 days. I haven't done anything, anything consistently for 300 days, and so that's why you're not actually allowed to be on this podcast anymore. Yeah, it's true.
1: It's true. No, and it is. uh, It's there is just something, and I'm very grateful for it because. It's The mouthwash is the perfect example. The food tracking is the perfect example. Like It takes no mental effort for me. And I apologize to anybody who's listening to this and is like...
0: That's annoying. That's
1: the opposite of me. And I get it. I live with the person who is like that.
0: Thank you. But I will say Normal that person.
1: you have gotten so much better at picking things up. And I think the tips that you're sharing are the helpful things to do that. And it's not one of them. Mm-hmm. It's all of them and figuring them out. And, and I think... So did we finish talking about the rhythms part of this? Was that the tip that we... We
0: just sort of glossed over the rhythms.
1: But I think that is a big part of this is, for me, it doesn't take that at all. It, it's just like, I don't have to think about that. But for you, it does. And I think that part of what is really helpful for building habits is just knowing that and acknowledging that. Yeah. And I think so many people fight against that. Yeah. And they're like, no, I previous me could not start this habit on January 1st. So I this year, I am going to. And maybe this is your permission step to be like, no, I'm going to start it February 12th Yeah. (laughs) because who cares? Like I want to do it when it's best for me and screw all the other external things that people are saying that they're doing.
0: This is the, actually, this is a thing that another tip I wanted to talk about. It's the self-awareness piece. It's knowing yourself and not judging yourself. So like you were just pointing out, you know that it's easier for you to do those things and you know exactly how to do it. I know that no matter how hard I want to be like you in habits, I'll never be like you. Yeah. And the more I try to, to wish for a reality that doesn't exist, that is the definition of suffering. Yeah. So I'm not going to create suffering for myself. I'm not going to judge myself for falling off the wagon. I'm not going to m- make up some story about how I can't stick to anything because I always start, stop and start different fitness things. You know what? If these 90 days don't work for this, that's fine. I'll try again. I'll try yeah. something else because that is the way that I'm wired and I refuse to tell myself a story that that means something about me being a failure and me but not being good enough. To me, I think I think we did a post on this on wandering Village social media a little while ago, but it's like, the story that you're telling yourself is that you're flaky and you can't stick with anything, but the reality is that you're someone who is willing to switch things up until you get it right. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of perspective of which of those stories you're going to believe because it's the same it's the same thing. Either, you know, so one person sees it as flaky, the other person sees it as I'm not going to settle for something that doesn't work for me and I'm going to keep searching for the thing that does. And I think it's also really important to have the self-awareness or develop the self-awareness to know when you need to like go all in on a new habit and like really kind of push the boundaries of what you're comfortable with in terms of the extreme commitment. Or if you need to baby step things and you need to take it super easy and you need the the barrier to be so low so that you can just get into a rhythm. So for me in 2020 – I was not at a place where I could commit to some hardcore I'm going to work out everyday challenge that was not going to happen because of all the things going on in the world and mental health was the number one priority. And so I said, you know what? Baby steps are enough right now. And then coming up on the end of this year, as much as it scared me to like make the commitment, I said it out loud to you and I'm like, I'm afraid to even say this because I know the second I have to tell you that I want to make fitness more of a priority then I'm going to have to do it. And that really scares me. But I knew I had this sense of my own self-awareness that it was time to push myself harder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I just think everyone listening to this, I hope they take away from that segment there that any previous time version of yourself, time, boy, girl, or other, that has not done the thing that you've wanted to do, as our friend Elsa and Anna both say, let it go.
0: Yeah. Elsa really... But, Anna you know, doesn't really say let it go. Okay. But,
1: just, <laughs> but just like l- take this moment to give yourself permission to be like, great, that was previous me and previous me was trying to do it because of external validation or because of people on Instagram or because of people I follow in my sphere or family or friends or whatever. This year, me is all about me and yeah. I'm gonna figure out how to do it for myself and that will be good enough mm-hmm. because what is it all for? Why am I doing this habit? Whatever it is. And define what that is and then know, okay, that's for me though. Yeah, That is the important part is that it is not for anybody else. Mm-mm. It is not for looking better on any social platform. It is for me to feel better, feel more creative, feel more loved, feel more connected. Whatever that thing is, let that be the reason that drives you to build these habits.
0: Totally. Um, the last thing I want to touch on is also we were talking more about building habits that you want to build. Yes. But what about letting go of bad habits like and breaking bad habits and caveat when i say bad habits this is not a judgment on people's yeah. character this just means something that you want to phase out because everyone has a different idea of what a bad habit is
1: when do you think you stopped picking your nose
0: oh I mean, have you i don't i mean I, if we're being honest if we're being honest after i get out of the shower sometimes i time? get a good nose because okay. <laughs> like it's just all you know
1: anyway yeah i think i'm like an end of the day kind of guy
0: is it after or is it before
1: it's probably before because I think it's, it's before wet after yeah, it's, it's all wet after. in there Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like a before bed. Like I just think it's really? like end of the day, like clean just everything it out.
0: out, clean it out. You know, things you learn about your spouse ten I'm, years into being together. I didn't know that you pick your nose before bed.
1: Well, it's not every day. It's not. Yeah. I'm not doing like a 365 nose picking uh, extravaganza. It's like, an,
0: it's like a one day off, one day on. You got to have rest days. Yeah,
1: some days I go like a week. <laughs> you know? Okay. Well, then, then, I, it's, I, then there's you, a lot. And then you, you get and you're like, <laughs> I'm a gold miner. I'm prospecting. I
0: struck gold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like how happy are you? So happy. Yeah. That's gross. We're gross. Yeah, but it's funny, you know? Well, yeah. Uh so bad habits. I, I think for me, listen, uh, we we've gone over this multiple times. I'm good at starting things, stopping things. I don't have that much of a struggle. But I will say a bad habit that I'm very happy that I got rid of. And for bad me, for you habit. Bad for me. This was a, a big thing for me to change, because I think a lot of people who are listening to this will. Probably want to change this, or at least think that they should change it, is checking my phone first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I broke this habit in 2015, and I finally just decided I'm feeling negative every day. And I'm especially feeling negative like nine or 10 o'clock. And that's a couple hours after I've woken up. And what has happened before that? Like, yeah. why am I feeling this way? And I just, I had a hypothesis that it's because I was reacting to all these things on my phone. Emails, text messages, people posting on social media that have gotten all these things done in the day that I haven't. Mm-hmm. Checking some news, like all this stuff. And it's all these reactive things. And I've yet to do anything for myself or my own productivity or health or anything in a day. Mm-hmm. And and I just was like, Let me just try and change this. And it was the best thing I ever did for my mood, for my outlook, and I think for my overall productivity as well. So how'd you do it? I just stopped.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: No, but that's not true. That is actually not true. I created a weird morning ritual to replace it.
0: Okay. See? Okay, that's the key. So
1: that was the thing for me. Now, do I think I probably could have just stopped? Maybe. But the weird morning ritual really helped shift my thinking into... I know this is something that like I'm addicted to checking my phone. So what can I replace that with that that will my brain will go, well, new pathway here. Let's create this new pathway. So I created Insta Coffee Hobs, if you remember. So uh I told myself, I'm probably not gonna be able to just shut my phone off like completely in the morning. I'm gonna have to look at something. So I gave myself five minutes to look at Instagram. Mm -hmm. That was it. I wasn't allowed to look at anything else, self-imposed, only Instagram for five minutes. Cause I never felt that negative from
0: Right. It's not like news and stuff there.
1: Although nowadays, it's a little bit different. But five years ago, it was a little bit fluffier of content. Yeah. I would get out of bed. I would leave my phone either in bed or I would put it at my desk. I would start making pour-over coffee just by hand every day, grinding the beans, doing the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And And then while my coffee was brewing, I would read some Calvin and Hobbes comics. Mm -hmm. Because I just love Calvin and Hobbes. It goes back to my childhood. We have the books here throughout our house. I look at them every once in a while. I look at it on my phone every once in a while. I just love it. And so that ritual for me every day, it created this fun, like almost exciting way to start the day where yeah. I looked forward to the day yeah, as opposed to almost dreading waking up and being like, what am I going to find on my phone totally. next? Totally. And, and actually, it, it very quickly, I removed Instagram from the equation because I almost was opening Instagram like, this isn't as fun as Calvin and hops right this isn't as fun as being in the kitchen and like having this ritual of making coffee and taking five and to ten minutes present. to myself and not thinking about anything I have to react to or even look at and just being in this moment yeah and and that was really helpful for me and it has stuck I have made with exception to some of like the travel days what, I've made pour over days? coffee for like almost 2,000 days straight yeah, since it's crazy. that time
0: and and I am you the, have benefited. Benefi- yeah. the beneficiary of that habit um, truly, like pr- you know, I, I do daily gratitude, and I mean, one out of every ten times, it's just I'm so grateful that my husband makes me hot coffee
1: every morning. And it's it's pour over. It's, it's not even delicious. out of, like a drip coffee maker. Do you know? That just, like, leaves
0: it. Uh, I'm not gonna name her by name, but uh, a friend of mine who came and visited a couple of years ago still talks about
1: how good how, the coffee was. Nope, nope.
0: Oh. How jittery she was oh, because goodness. she was she was used to like drip coffee, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like pour She was like, oh, I thought I was having an anxiety attack. <laughs> It made me jittery. Um, and we yeah. laugh about that. But I think the important thing that you pointed out, because I have my own um, ton, I, I personally have broken a lot of bad habits because I, I'm
1: sure I have too. Yeah, I, yeah, just yeah. I just don't think of that.
0: I pick up bad habits more than you do because if you start doing something and you notice it's not good for you, you I stop. stop. Yeah. If I notice something isn't good for me, I think about it, judge myself for it, and then <laughs> <laughs> two months later I stop. Um, just kidding Uh, (laughs)
1: but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I do think that is, that is such an important part of this conversation that I'm grateful that we're having that we get to share with other people is like, we are so different in so many ways. And I am always trying to just listen to you and to hear how you go about the world, because I know that I am very different. I know that I think differently. I'm wired differently and you're wired differently. You think differently. And to just again, I, and I'm trying to always cultivate this since being in our relationship is just trying to have empathy for you. And even like a, a simple throwaway of like, I think about it, then I judge myself and then two months later and I stop. And it's like, yeah, but I just want you to know that like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, and like, I, unless it's something that affects my life, like you're cluttering up my space where I want to be, which does affect my life. And totally. so I will bring that up. And that is, but like, if it's something like in your fart studio, then this is your safe space. You can do anything you want with it you're going to figure it all out, you know? And and I'm totally. totally okay with that being on your schedule, your time, whatever that looks like for
0: you. Yeah, and just as a side note, like that's taken us years I feel like to cultivate in our relationship, but I think it's what makes us strong is that we have found ways to like really have understanding for each other and the different ways that we're wired. And it's taken a lot of communication and a lot of, this is how I'm thinking about this. This is why I think of it this way. This is why this is hard for me. This is why this is not hard for me. Um, And also maybe early on in our relationship, there were, I, I think an area of personal growth that I had to go through was I would see things that were easy for you or, um, you know, ways that you were more disciplined than me. And I would compare myself to you or use it as a, uh, a sounding board or like a mirror to show me that I was lazy or that I was not as disciplined or that I was not as productive or all these things. And you could see how, like, if I let that keep going that, I mean, that could end a marriage after 20 years, but instead over time, I've been able to say, this is not a reflection of me. This is who Jason is. I'm not going to use him to compare myself to because that's not how I'm wired. And it's a combination of me having confidence in myself to just accept myself as I am. And then also the things that you bring to the table in making me feel understood and not making me feel judged and not making me feel compared to, or saying like, why can't you just suck it up kind of thing? Um, And that's taken time. But anyway, that's a little side note of relationship stuff. I think we've done a good job of that. But um, going back to what you said about the replacement, I think is so key when you're trying to break a bad habit. I think of like, I mean, we're not parents yet, but I think of like, you know, when like a toddler finds something dangerous and they like want to play with it or, you know, something that's breakable and you're like, Oh, Not this, this. And you kind of like, you need to give them something else to focus on.
1: Well, we had a dog and I had to do that with plaques when he was little. Like (laughs) he would chew on the side of a coffee table and uh, I'd be like, no, no, not that, this. this. And then he would go back to be like, no, No. again, not that, this. This, And and it's a real thing. Like it is just as a a mammal, you just need that replacement to go, oh, okay, these are the pathways that are set. These are the new pathways I want to create.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about one habit that I wanted to break. I mean, I got to a place, I think this was in probably March or April, after plaques had passed away, right when the pandemic had begun, and I mean, I was drinking wine every single day. Yeah. And there's, listen, I'm not here to judge anybody's wine consumption. I just know for me, it got to a place where I, it was automatic. Yeah, it and,
1: becomes a coping mechanism, exactly.
0: right? Exactly. So I, I I had to be honest with myself and go, okay is this really just like me relaxing or is this me coping and is this me not even really, I got to a place where I wasn't even really enjoying it. I was just
1: just doing it, doing it yeah. like that
0: five o'clock t- like time would hit and I would just go, Oh, time to pour myself a glass of wine. Time
1: for some mommy juice. Mommy, oh God. <laughs>
0: Jason calls that mommy juice and I hate it. Um, but
1: we joke about it. It's fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. But so I, finally I got to this place where, and listen, this is going back to the beginning Timing of what habits you choose to break, there was for sure months where I knew that I wanted to break that bad habit, but I gave myself grace to just be like, it's a pandemic. Like, listen, you only have so much focus right now. You only have so much discipline right now. Use it for whatever you think is going to be most effective. And for that, it was like meditation and journaling and trying to get my feelings out. And so I just, that's fine. And I like, don't use it to like judge yourself so harshly for it. But I did come to this place where finally I was like, all right, I'm ready to like break this habit. Yeah. And, for me, it was actually really simple because I think I, like I said, I had got to this place where I wasn't even really enjoying it. It was five o'clock. I go pour myself a spindrift yep. in a wine glass, yeah, and I drink that.
1: And unintentionally, I would just say like, "Oh, you having some mommy juice?" Yeah, and, and like, we would be like, "It play was along. a joke because it was the same thing, but it was not the same thing. It was it was breaking the habit of the thing." That but you had. it's so
0: strange how like just the ritual that your brain has created around the thing doesn't even rely on the thing yeah. it relies on the ritual yeah. and the feelings that you associate with it and so getting to the root of whatever that feeling is so for me it was like a first of all i realized that it was sort of an end cap on my work day so i was using it as like a and the workday is done and now mm. i'm going to go pour some wine so it doesn't have to be wine for that to still be true, right? It w- I was using it as like I was associating it with relaxation. Uh, with, with um, I was associating it with se- sort of joy, like celebration. And so something about doing the spindrift that had bubbles like felt
1: kind of similar. And a nice, cup, and and a nice a cup that yeah. felt
0: celebratory, that felt joyful. So I just think being intentional about how you break your habits that you want to break is also smart. And like it, it worked. Like I, you know, probably have maybe one, maybe two glasses of wine a week now. And that's like, and that for me, again, this is not to judge anyone's choices, whether you're sober, whether you like whatever, uh, for me, that works yeah. and that feels good and that feels like a lifestyle that is sustainable for me.
1: Yeah. And I think that we're going to run up against other things where it's going to have to have be habits that are broken and we're going to come up against other difficult moments in life when we're going to have to have coping mechanisms because life can be really hard and there are curveballs to get thrown at you. And that's okay. And you don't beat yourself up about it. And you just hopefully go, this is not my forever situation that I'm in. It's my situation for now because things are really tough. And I know that I'm going to replace this with something later on. But for right now, I'm not overly harming myself in any way. So I'm okay with what this feels like. And what Yeah,
0: this is and like. I just think it's such a never-ending journey to cultivate these things and bring stuff into your life and send stuff out of your life. And um, I do think the important part is the reason habits are so helpful is that it's just these like little units of things you can do every day that really do add up to, you know, an outcome that you want. And so just being intentional about what those tiny units of effort are that you're bringing into your life is really helpful. And I hope that this episode gave you some ideas for yourself. Maybe it made you think about a habit that you wanted to break. Maybe it made you think about a habit that you wanted to cultivate that you hadn't finally committed to. And maybe this was the push that you needed to like really commit because I do think that's a big part of it. We didn't even talk about it, but just like committing and saying, this is something I want to change. And maybe
1: the commitment starts 30 days from now or two weeks from now. It's like, I'm not starting it today because I'm not going to fall into that same trap, but I'm going to set myself up so that in two weeks, I can get everything ready. I can clear out my garage corridor.
0: Make can, a system. I can
1: plan out whatever I want to do and know that, okay, I'm going to hit the ground running with that. Mm.
0: Um, oh, one thing that I wanted to share with just my, and again, I'm very early on this like, fitness habit. But this is my <laughs> accountability that I've now talked about it. A couple of things that I did that I think helped me this time around, I answered this question. So this could be whatever habit that you want to cultivate. What am I going to do when it gets hard? Yep. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do on the days that I don't want to? So I can actually answer that question for myself. Like for me, it's like on the days that I don't want to, I'm going to go in there and do 10 minutes on the stationary bike and that's going to be enough for me. And so giving myself that bear, that um standard and having a game plan of the days so that I don't just give up and don't show up yep. kind of thing. Um, And then a system. So how am I going to keep track of it? What are the visual cues? I have my big thing where I mark off the day. You
1: drew a little 90 day calendar, basically. That's really helpful so
0: that I could see it and you really start to, you know, it's the whole breaking the chain thing. You don't want to break the chain. So that's helpful. And then also, I log my workout in my Notion so that I see it and it's in my little action zone, which is where I see my other to do. So every single day, I have it in there. So, like, what is your, so come up with your system for whatever habit it is. Know what you're going to do when it gets hard. Know why you're doing it, what is it all for? Yep. And give yourself flexibility yeah. and and permission to switch things up if you need to, to you know, and, and use it as a positive. Not a negative. It's something that you want to build in your life. Not a reason to tear yourself down. Not a not an opportunity for you to judge yourself for failing.
1: Yeah, and we didn't even really touch on building business habits. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a lot more kind of like life habits in this episode. But I think so much of this advice is the same. And I I would just say because business stuff can really feel like there's so many opportunities. There's so many things to be done. There are so many articles to write, or podcast episodes, or email newsletters, or Pinterest, or Instagram, or whatever try and break it down to something that you feel like is actually doable and is more than you've done before. So like just a really quick example, so this year our goal is to have 12 articles written for wandering Aimfully site. In 2020, we wrote 4. Yeah. And and we before that we were, you know, writing like one every single week. So it was almost 50 a year. And and that just really It became a very low priority for us in 2020, but we knew that we wanted to build back up because we want more organic search traffic, which that's always the thing we're trying to cultivate. And so for this year, we're like, okay, if we say one a week, it is not going to happen. We have too much stuff going on. We have two businesses now that we're running together. Just we don't have time for it. So what is more than four? Yeah. You know what's more than four? One a month. Yeah. That's 12. Yeah. And that is three times more than we did last year, which feels great. Yeah.
0: That reminds me of the we wrote an article on this a long time ago, but it's always stuck with me. Um, I think it was a made vibrant article actually. Okay, so it was
1: one about self- right. You
0: coined it. Oh, okay, I this said, is good. I said, you know, can you, if there's something that you want to change in your life, can you change it just 10% at a time? And right. you coined it the 18, not 180. Right. So can you it's like instead of 180 degrees, if you're trying to make like a big change in your life. What's the eighteen right? Just per, so you, you eighteen tick. degree, it's like a, yeah. It's like a instead of hand. the one eighty degree yeah. turn, and so I think that's what you're kind of talking about here, which is like, you know, we we try to have these big sweeping changes, but like, what would it what would it look like to just have the eighteen degree version of whatever you're trying to change? Yeah, absolutely. And can you make that the first benchmark?
1: Yep. Uh, we do have one more habit to talk about.
0: <laughs> what? Movies.
1: I, I didn't even really realize that that was like a thing that was a habit that we created. Yeah. So we we should look back on when the first night was that we did this. I
0: think it was late twenty eight nineteen.
1: Right. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh.
1: We should look it up. because It I, was
0: definitely all of last year.
1: It was definitely all of last year. It was definitely some of 2019. I think it was late 2019, 2019 when we 2019. did it. But anyway, so we have a habit uh, as a family. In fact,
0: I know it was because if you remember with my anxiety in 2019, I couldn't even watch movies for like six oh, months. right.
1: Right. Yeah. So we every Saturday night, we watch two what we call classic movies. And they're just movies around our childhood times in the 80s and 90s. And now we're venturing into the 2000s. Because not that we're running out of movies, but like... We've we're watched,
0: running out of movies that we want to watch. Yeah.
1: We've watched like a lot of the movies that like we all know of we've and have probably,
0: I mean, we've watched 200 probably
1: close to 200 movies yeah. at this point. Yeah. Cause we watch two every night and if it's been, you know,
0: that many weeks,
1: what is that? 50. So 70 weeks. So yeah, we're at least at 150 movies. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, uh, now we've been sharing in our podcast, uh, We did a a whole episode about Christmas movies. That was our Christmas draft. which was our bonus episode. So we didn't talk about the ones that we watched. We watched a bunch more. But now we're kind of back on the train of the Saturday movie nights um, that are not just Christmas movies. So this past Saturday was a perfect example where we just couldn't find two classic movies that we just felt like we were really interested in watching. So we had the first classic movie, which was The Fifth Element. Yeah, And that, that to me, does fall into that category because it's like, I think it was late 90s, 97. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. late 90s. Uh, and, and we were like, okay, that one fits the bill. But what, like, what else do we want to watch? And we just had both been talking about what I call Gravity 2.
0: Jason's <laughs> just been referring to it as Gravity 2. It's the George Clooney movie, uh, The Midnight Sky on Netflix.
1: On Netflix. And because it's, George it's about Clooney, space and space. George Clooney. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so George goes back up. Gravity 2? It's Gravity 2. We're Sandy B? Also, Gravity, great movie. It's just such a good movie. It really? Won't...
0: I remember not liking it. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I just loved it from like a, a visual interest, like the I real. Remember... Yeah, because it's like super real.
0: I remember going into it very high expectations because of that. Yeah. And I did not like the story, the plot at well, all. Well, it's a very
1: simple plot. It's like that two bu- people go into me. space and it's super scary. I was
0: just like, okay. Yeah. But. But
1: anyway, this, this movie, what's it called? The Midnight Sky? The Midnight Sky. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's start there because that's the order that we which we watch the movie. Yeah,
0: anyway. also we don't do this on purpose but there's always a theme.
1: Will you scooch up a little bit for me? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know but we're getting to the end here and I can't see your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're so obsessed with me. You just want to just see mouth. my mouth. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> what keeps your marriage going? I like to see your mouth.
0: <laughs> Ew, it sounds so creepy when you say it <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: Um, but you want me to say it again? No, don't you? You I don't. Out. Later, off yeah.
0: camera, or whatever this is. Um, so. The Midnight Sky. <laughs> yes. Oh no, you distracted me. What I was saying is, we never mean for there to be a theme. Oh yeah, there's, there's always, always a theme. So yeah. obviously, it was space this time. Yeah. We didn't mean for there to be, but um, wait. I mean, Fifth Element. Yeah, there's space. I forgot. Uh,
1: A lot of space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a yeah. good amount. A lot of space. Uh, so Midnight Sky would recommend. Don't
0: ruin it. There's won't, a big. Won't give spoilers. Don't give any
1: spoilers. Typically, we'll give spoilers in, uh, like movies you've already seen. Like Fifth Element, you've probably already yeah, seen. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. About. Uh, midnight Sky. I really liked it. I really liked it. I think it was a it's really. It's based on a book. It's based on a book, which I was saying while we were watching it, I think Netflix should just own this. Like every popular book and series just that has come make out, it. just buy the rights to it and just start cranking these out because you already have like such a rabid audience of content. Yeah. Just like keep giving people well, what they Well, you know
0: like. the new thing on Netflix that is the. You won't know this because it's not targeted towards you, but there's the Bridgerton that you keep. Bridgerton! <laughs> Bridgerton! Yeah. Um. But it's funny because I hear them. I when I started watching it, I was like, "This is like Gossip Girl and uh, Downton Abbey," and then yeah. that's how they're describing it. And go. I was like, "Well, nailed it." Um, but anyway, that's based on a book series, so I yeah. think they are really leaning into this whole buying mo- or book and movie rights. That's and stuff. Smart. Um, so the Midnight Sky. I won't say too much about it. It is a little bit of a slower burn. Yep. Uh, but really beautiful production design.
1: Visually very interesting. Uh, I, I
0: always love space movies because I love to see the way that they, whatever the production designer interprets the future. It's yep. set in the future. It also, you know, I don't think this gives away too much, but it, it is a really sobering reality for like climate change yeah, and things like sure. that. I mean, yeah. that is not a major, it's not heavy handed, I would say. It's like the point of the movie is not about that. Yeah. But, um, but it kind of is. But it kind of, yeah. you, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh God, yeah. there's going to come a day where this is very grim for yeah. us.
1: But it's got a good, it's got a good twist, it's which is fun. G- yeah. It's got a
0: good twist. It's got great acting, great, yeah, great actors. Char-
1: great characters. It's got a diverse cast, which is always nice these yeah. days just I to mean, see. you could like, always do better, but yeah. You could always do better, yeah.
0: Um, so. George's
1: beard is great.
0: George's beard is great. Yeah. And George directed it and I thought it was well directed.
1: Yeah. It was really good. Okay. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. All right, so Bruce Willie, uh, mm. This is before Die Hard? The yeah, after, after Die, Die Hard. Hard. Is, Remember, sorry, Die
0: sorry. Hard is his introduction to I am a action, action movie, movie star. Person.
1: And he is. And he is. And he teams up with Lila Dallas Multipass.
0: Yes, and, and let me just tell you. Um, what's her actual name?
1: Mila, Mila Jovovich? Jovovich. Yeah, I think, I think that's so. What it is? Yeah. Sorry, Mila. The Fessler, acting. You
0: the acting. In that movie, from her, where she's not even speaking English. A made
1: up language. A made up language. Oh, yeah. Besson. Made up. Creator of the. He wrote the book. I believe it was a book.
0: They made up a language. And then
1: they would speak to each other. Yeah. Guys, that's insane. Yeah.
0: And she. it just like the, the fear and like the she does this like shaky thing with yeah. her face where she's like scared but she's like shaking but it's very authentic and she's got, got the, the tear that wells up. Like yeah. anyway, the acting just f- from her blew me away. So good.
1: Love the story.
0: Love the story. Yep. Um I did I honestly had forgotten all of the like cheesy uh alien stuff. Oh yeah, like, especially like 100%, the costumes the, costumes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the cheesy monsters. Um, Chris
1: Tucker's character is Oh my God. Phenomenal! Phenomenal! Yeah. Chris
0: Tucker blows it my out man, of the water. My man, my man. Yeah, <laughs> I and I yeah, I honestly can't even imagine. He just like embodied that, that character, and I have to imagine by how off the wall and also fast his dialogue was that he must have ad libbed a lot of oh, it. I'm sure, and it yeah. was just so good. Um, I loved. I love just really kind of like tapping back into my childhood because there was a lot of, a lot of that movie that was over my head as a kid, but I remember so distinctly the opera scene. Mm -hmm. And so rewatching that was just kind of fun. Um, and also I love I love watching retro futuristic movies. Oh, it's so great. You and I both through the whole movie were like, oh buttons?
1: Buttons? There's yeah. a bunch of buttons. It's like it's set like five hundred years in the future, but like on a dashboard of a ship It's like those square
0: eighties like buttons, buttons with the Red and green colors. Yeah, it's it's so just good. so great. And
1: like there's there were no such things as touch screens, obviously, when the movie was made. So like You would have these tiny little LCD screens with Mm, like pixelated things, and like none of it's touchscreen, and like everything's going to be touchscreen.
0: Yeah. I loved, remember? So much that I think about now. Remember how his like ticket to the paradise or whatever came via like a bank teller? The, yeah, shoot. the suction tube like, into his Okay, apartment. email. Yeah, is, like did yeah. not invented
1: yet. Yeah, it's so funny oh, how man. futuristic they can think on like flying vehicles and like spacecraft really and tall. all this stuff. And then it's, and then you're like, yeah, but like a tube from a bank yeah. is like how you get messages. You're like, oh okay, <laughs> okay all, right. all it's right. Probably a faster, more efficient <laughs> system than that. But
0: I loved it. I love watching that kind of stuff.
1: That was a great... It's a great throwback. If you've not seen it or you haven't seen it in many years, worth a rewatch. Fantastic. Definitely gets the uh, Zook seal of approval on a fun, silly movie. Bruce Willie just being Bruce Willis. Also,
0: uh, poignant moment about um consent in the beginning remember when he oh, kisses yeah. her yeah. and she freaks out and he and she's like no yeah. and he's like i shouldn't have done that that was wrong i shouldn't have done that and yeah. i was like yeah, yeah. we we, sh- we knew back
1: then you shouldn't have you
0: shouldn't have. you don't you, kiss somebody sleeping you don't you sh- do that
1: you shouldn't have done that uh, but yeah it's a good movie uh, just like the set design is fun mm-hmm. even for like a late 90s movie a lot of it still holds up some of the cgi does not hold up very well which is just laughable <laughs> I love uh, it. And Gary Oldman is a great.
0: I didn't even villain. believe that it was Gary Oldman until yeah. you told me that.
1: Yeah, he's a great villain. Also, his hair is amazing. Just like half of his head. Yeah, is fully I think we looked
0: at the trivia, and he said he's not very proud of that movie. He but... is not.
1: I would imagine most people in those types of movies don't look back fondly on them, but we do. Like yeah. we look back and we're like, "That's a great movie."
0: That just reminded me. I found a Twitter thread the other day that was like about the original. Um, tweet was about appreciation. Tweet for people like really top billing actors who get like roped into doing like family comedies or family movies and but like really give it the absolute like oscar winning performance like within the confines of those terrible movies and he reminds me of that yeah of like i'm in this like weird universe i'm wearing this weird costume but like i'm giving it my all yeah i'm doing
1: it yeah uh it's actually really funny you mentioned that because i just watched the david harbour architectural digest Uh uh video Uh, of like his home and he has a poster of he-man masters of the universe Mm -hmm. which was Dolph Lundgren as he-man and then Alan something who is like a really respected actor I don't know really respected actors I know Dolph Lundgren Mm -hmm. those are the people I know but he was saying how much he appreciated exactly what you just that said. That he, like, gave. This serious actor wore all these prosthetics yeah. and gave, like, an incredible performance in this incredibly campy movie. Yeah. Uh, I
0: wish that I had some of the examples because it was really good yeah, of, like, yeah. people just, like, really committing to the Search role. Search
1: Twitter. It's easy. There's not much on there. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all right. Find it. Let's wrap this episode up. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We welcome you to the new year if you're listening to this in the beginning of the new year.
0: We have to believe that this year will be better than last right I mean are we afraid to say that I
1: think we all just need to like learn from 2020 that that, like
0: take it as it comes
1: take it as it comes but also like let's just do more to like benefit other people be more thoughtful of other people be oh, a little bit less mr. selfish mr
0: don't be so politically correct came back around
1: <laughs> well i just think in the grand scheme of a lot of what shit we were shown in 2020 a lot of just like not being so selfish would be helpful for all of us and i'm not saying everybody listens to this show
0: no these are very thoughtful people
1: actually but yeah, yeah. i just think it's like we all just need to continue to do these things and like you help know, each other yeah this
0: time that is so tough ta- tough
1: and, and be willing to be like yeah you know what i'm not going to travel for another year you know that's for us is what we're kind of buying into and like we're going to take short trips when it's safe and we're not in a stay-at-home order and those types of things so we just got to kick this COVID thing to the curb and we're not going to do it by just ignoring it so
0: great point babe
1: all right well we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode maybe you got one habit nugget out of it that would habit be nice nugget, a little a little habit nugget. nugget. Uh, and we'll see you in the next episode and uh, we appreciate you
0: bye bye